I'm Christine Gleason, and I'm a member of the Child Health Advisory Council of Career Physician. Thank you for joining us for the latest Pediatric Insight, which is brought to you by us, the Child Health Advisory Council and Career Physician. The council members who are joining me today on this conversation, uh, Danielle LaRocarina, Bruder Stapleton, Wesley Milliken, the CEO of Career Physician, Bob Samwin, Craig Hillemeyer, Arnie Strauss, and John Hayes, the newest addition to our executive staff. Welcome, everybody. Today's topic is about the review process, the select review process that Career Physician has in its searches that reviews a department or a division to help a search committee and a career executive, search firm executive, and the institutions to understand where they're going and what the best candidates are for them to have a successful search outcome. And if you'd like to see what other topics uh, we've talked about, please visit our website, uh, careerphysician.com, and click on Pediatric Insight. So the first part of this conversation, I'm going to turn it over to Wesley Milliken. It's about what are the goals of a division or department review prior to a search. And so, uh, and, and what is it that we do? So Wesley, take it away. Thank you, Chris. Excited to be with the council today. I mean, this is a critical topic as, as we continue to move into a world in academic pediatrics with extensive talent shortages and challenges. I think being prepared is going to help all divisions, departments, and institutions mitigate failed searches, which can be really detrimental as we all know, to the long-term success of a program. Uh, you know, as, a, as an executive search firm, uh, I think self-awareness, we, we have we really bought into self-awareness as a critical aspect of a, of a successful outcome of a search. And the only way we can, we can get self-aware, I mean, none of us are, are physicians, none of us uh, are trained pulmonologists or rheumatologists. And so, you know, selfishly, we want to get to know that specialty. We want to get to know that culture because the better we know that, the better we're going to do as a search partner and helping not only identify candidates, but identify diverse candidates, you know, as just another aspect of, of really looking in to make sure that the program's ready to attract a, a comprehensive candidate pool. So I think self-awareness to me is you know, as you might expect, we are often called in after an institution has tried to do it themselves. So we want to understand, you know, why have previous searches failed? Why have, why has succession planning or lack thereof worked or not worked within the organization? What what are the challenges about the opportunity? What are the opportunities before the next leader to advance the program? I mean, those are all uh, granular things that will come out in a review. You know, another key aspect of a review that we have found is faculty engagement, right? When you have a search, I mean, really the faculty or the the leaders around that program become the sales force when you have candidates evolve later in the process. And so we have found that the review fully engages the faculty. The faculty feel like their opinion matters. The faculty are generally more positive as you get farther into the process about the opportunity and the leader they're trying to hire. And so that that has a profound positive impact on the process. The other thing we found with with the reviews that why we think they're valuable is, I guess, in a positive, nice way, leverage 
you know, I think when a national thought leader comes in and looks at a program and says, for you to be successful, here are the things you need to address. Uh, some of those are resources. And so I, I do think it creates not a self-serving opinion, but an honest external assessment about the resources it's going to require to attract a high caliber leader for the program. And I don't think many people go into a search just willing to accept somebody who raises their hand and wants the job. They want that top 10 percent person. And so, you know, again, I think all of those things, Chris, will come out in the review from the challenges. I mean, if you think through a SWOT analysis, but, you know, we really look at it from a search perspective. So, you know, what what is it we need to do in partnership with our client and partnership with that pediatric leader to be able to attract the best talent possible. And I'll, I'll stop there. And, you know, if, if there are further questions, happy to answer that, but uh, thank you. Thank you, Wesley. That was terrific. It really highlights why these types of reviews are, are so unique and so different from the regular institutional reviews, if you're doing strategic planning and so forth, because they're really focused on the search. Yeah, Wesley, did you have something else? Yeah, and I, I, I think the, the key is traditionally in academic medicine, you would bring in a member of this council to do a, a review. They would write the report and they would give it to the, you know, the leader, and then they would be separated from the process. I think one of the most distinctive things about the way we utilize reviews is that the person who comes in to help us as a firm to help our client as the hiring entity to become self-aware, a distinctive feature is that that reviewer stays involved in the process. They become an advocate for candidates and the client through the process. And then ultimately with our new leader engagement program on the back end, are able to stay involved with that newly placed leader to connect the review and the candidates as they think about the future and strategic planning and so on. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for adding that. So what we're going to talk about next is really, what about the leaders in, in the institutions, so either the division, the director the, you know, of the division, or the department chair, or dean, and so forth? What, what do they want and feel that they gain from these reviews that we've done, or wish they'd had done when they were doing searches? And so I've got, of course, our council is made up of former leaders and, and so forth. So, so I'm going to ask them to reflect on this. And Bob, uh, do you want to start? Bob, Bob Sawin, Pediatric Surgery. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, a couple of thoughts I had, both from the perspective of having done a few of these reviews and, and then, uh, as you said, reflecting on what I could have gained when I was in my leadership role. You know, I think as leaders, sometimes we have blind spots and, and maybe my perspective on a given division within the department might have been based on a long history and I might not be as aware of of the potential weaknesses, or for that matter, even might not be as aware of the stature of the division nationally. So the external review gives you some sense of, of where the opportunities lie that you might be missing. You know, that when you're, if you're a department chief and you're, and you're not, so in my case, as a pediatric general surgeon, I might not know what the, what the current trends are in pediatric neurosurgery and having an expert come in with that perspective uh, it gives you an idea of what's new and innovative, and it allows you to potentially 
have a more clear picture of what type of individual, what sort of skills or what sort of uh, opportunities are, are out there. And so I think from the leader perspective, you know, having that that added uh, outside assessment is really important. From, from the perspective of having done a, a, a review or two of these, I think there's a lot, Wesley touched on this, I think there's a lot of advantage to us doing the review and then staying connected to the recruitment process because we can be very honest with the candidates on the front end. So it's not that they discover issues as they're partway through the process. We can you know, give them a real candid assessment on the front end of both the opportunities and the challenges and help them work through those challenges, both the institution and the candidates. So I think the candidates find it very valuable to be able to speak to someone other than from the institution who can who can be honest and and realistic and 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 get them excited about the opportunity. So I I found it to be a real advantage. That's great, Bob. Thank you. Gosh, it just made me reflect on, you know, the word candidate. And there's candid candidate. Anyway, just, just throwing that in there. Sorry. Uh, Craig, you've been a leader of, 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 in all forms, you know, division, chair, dean. What could you have, have used with this? Or what would have been your, your goals for something like this? Well, I think it's really very important as the leader, depending on whether it's the department or the division, it's really sort of the same thing. And, and you really have to feel like you're invested in the process. And, and sometimes as a, as a division chief or a department or as a dean, it's easy not, it's easy to have the process sort of exist outside you. And this whole process of having someone come in and perform a review before the actual search makes you feel much more a part of it. And a lot of that has to do with the blind spots that, that Bob actually referred to, understanding so there's no surprises, so that those things don't happen. And it also helps you as a leader think through the issues better. You understand that the issues better. I think it's also very helpful for the candidate because they're going to understand that there's been an outside voice, an outside set of eyes, that is ha, understood the situation and can actually provide a very valuable perspective to those candidates as they begin to view that position and trying to decide if that's the sort of position that they would like to have. It, it actually sometimes serves the role of the university requirements because oftentimes universities have requirements for divisions to be reviewed or certainly for departments to be reviewed at periodic times. And having an outside review can do that and to have that conversation with the outside reviewers so that you can make sure that those requirements are actually fulfilled. So I think there are lots of ways that having this outside set of eyes and a mind come in can really provide value to the search process itself. Thanks, Craig, so much. John, you have a very unique perspective. <laughs> Can you share that with us? What, what did you benefit from? You were actually on the receiving end of, of this at Oklahoma. So share us, uh, share with us your thoughts. Uh, thanks, Chris. And, and you're right. I've got the uh, sort of the client perspective on the other end of this, and I think it's extremely valuable. And so as others have said, I think that uh, we often think we know what's going on within a program or a service, but I, I think self-awareness is important. And I think the review process can often sort of validate what we may already know is going on, but it could also be enlightening. It could also uncover things that we are unaware of. And I think the inclusivity of the review process leads to that. 
you often hear things from either junior faculty or staff that are uh, involved with the program or even you know maybe faculty from other services that interact that that can really be enlightening about what the culture is within that program and as others have said it really helps define what the what the phenotype of the candidate needs to be what their skills and what they can anticipate and expect and and i think to comments that have been made about you know how does it validate to the candidates exactly what's going on they take a, a there's a national leader in their service that they know and are familiar with that can tell them um, without a shadow of a doubt here's what's going on with the service here's what the challenges are in this opportunity walk through the whole swat with them and and really make them feel comfortable that they're walking in and then to wesley's point can provide some continuity after the fact to help them navigate what some of those challenges would be i think the last thing i'll say is um it, it from my standpoint it helps us sort of frame what the resources are going to need to look like for this individual to be successful um, because at the end of the day that's what we want is we want that service or that division or section to have a leader that can be successful and we have to know from both the hospital and the the department or the college standpoint, what do we need to be giving that that new leader from a resource standpoint that they can be successful? And I think the, the review process really speaks to that as well. Yeah, thanks so much for that, John. And Danielle, you've been a leader in so many ways. What could you have benefited from or what do you wish you could have had with one of these reviews? Yeah, so thank you. I obviously agree with many of the comments. So. My perspective is this. I think there are two things that a review outright can help. One is a perspective if you're coming into a department, let's focus on department chair, for example, as a new chair. Okay. And then the other is an existing chair. So I really contrast those two and what a review might provide within that context. So with a new chair and having been that and also vice president of a children's hospital, I think reflecting on the structure of that department or that children's hospital is really critically important. And then putting in place what are the talents that exist and what are the gaps? And I'm going to be a little, not confrontational, but challenging in this respect. Provocative. Provocative is the word I was looking for. <laughs> so thank you, Chris. So one of the challenges I have heard over and over from chairs or deans, mainly from chairs, is there's a crit critical decision when you inherit a department who stays and who goes. Now, that is being provocative, right? And I have had, deans have had the same thing and presidents have had the same thing to decide who within the current structure, one is the, the structure correct, okay? That means the, the emphasis, the NICU and other things are sort of basic to, to the structure of the department, but is the structure correct that includes the leadership structure? And then where are the gaps in terms of leadership? Sometimes you inherit a department and there is an interim person or there is a covering, somebody who is covering. So what are the gaps? And then of the existing leadership, there is a prerogative to make an entire change or to make selective changes. So that's why I'm saying it's provocative because those are so, some of the decisions that kind of hit you as a new chair. As an existing chair, there's an evolution. So vision is important. What is that department chair's vision of the department? And an external view, which has been stated already, and blind spots, 
is really critical to saying, is your vision in line with how you're structured and the resources and the emphasis you have on the recruitment? So I think that would be, that would have been very useful to me. I obviously did that work. And, you know, that work is done in part through strategic planning, but having an external view of that and then a written, I'm pretty visual, so I like written documents to really reflect over and over would have been extremely helpful. And of course, what's the diversity of your current sort of leadership structure or divisions, et cetera, or faculty. That's an external view is really critical to that. I don't want to repeat what my colleagues have also stated, but then helping to assess the need for change, I think was noted as one of the, the goals. And that is probably one of the most challenging aspects of leadership. What is the need for change? How do you do that in a respectful and thoughtful way that really builds on what you hope to be in three years and five years and 10 years, you know? So that's why I think a, a review is really critical to that. And yes, I'm glad that reviews are being much more integral to the process of change. And I think that's really right on. Yeah, thank you so much, Danielle. And yeah, I mean, change comes with changes in leadership, and that's what we're searching for. And so to have that be informed by a review that's specifically related to that change coming up, new leadership, change in leadership is, is critical. So thanks for that. Bob, did you have one more before we move on? Well, just in that regard, when the candidate now in that role is trying to affect those changes, having a confidant who uh, perhaps for, you know uh, perform the review on the front end is really valuable as well because he or she is you know going to be fluent with the issues and aware of the challenges and you know while you certainly might have the support of your dean or or your department chair uh, having that outside confidant mentor coach that you can you know uh, discuss how to handle the change management can be really valuable i think yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Bob, because it, it really is something that's so unique about this process relating to a search that it has continuity going forward throughout the search process, including with hiring of the person and so forth. So, yeah, thanks for that. Well, we have a few minutes to finish up with those of us that have done reviews. What have we learned from these reviews? How have we informed it? How have we even started to change the process if we thought changes were in order? So, Arnie, you've done these searches or, or search reviews. So can you share your thoughts on that? Oh, I think what I learned is, number one, often the data are inadequate. And this helps the department to understand what they need to put together so that uh, potential candidates can actually uh, judge about the position. So, you know, number of cases, number of faculty, number of publications, real data about either the division or the department are essential for the candidates to have the knowledge that they need for decisions. Second point I would make is that a prior review as several have mentioned, often uncovers issues about which the chair or division chief is totally unaware. And by having a, an outside reviewer who's, who's distinct from the leadership of the institution encourages the faculty to talk about those issues. And those are essential for the future candidates not to be surprised by 
when they interview. And then the last thing I would say is that reviewers can be recruiters. In our field, people trust uh, Scott Baldwin and me uh, because they know what we've accomplished and, and they also are aware that we understand the, what's different about cardiology. And that's true for every specialty. So the reviewers can be recruiters and confidants, as uh, Bob said. Thank you. Thanks very much, Arnie. And Bruder, you've been both on the receiving end, although not of these specific search-related reviews, but you've certainly done your share. So can you share your thoughts with us? Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, pardon me. The the reviews, I think, are extremely valuable in, in many ways, but I'll just list two or three. One is that it's very difficult for a candidate to understand the culture on a very short visit, especially. And having a review team who comes and meets with the faculty who feel like they've been heard and the reviewers can get, a, get an idea of the culture and help the institution or the department hear about what an outsider will see and perceive. And in that same light, which is really interesting and something I really learned is that in these multiple interviews you do with a review, during a review, you learn who people are that are very knowledgeable and both honest and positive about the institution who, who should be included. You might not think of as being included in visits, in candidate visits. It might be a department chair or a hospital leader, someone who might not ordinarily be included in a, in a review, but who has a lot of really good insights into the opportunities and and i think that's that's one of the real interesting things another thing is that all of all leadership jobs particularly chairs jobs are very complex and matrix positions and oftentimes the senior leaders of the hospital and the university may have some different perspectives may have different perspectives on what they're looking for in the leader and those can be identified in a review and help help the institutions, the hospital, the department, the, the, the university, understand where they have differences and align how they're going to present themselves and, and, and come together and address some of their misalignment prior to the candidates visiting so that there's a, because nothing sidelines the search like different messages of what the expectations are. So I'll stop there. <laughs> well, thanks, Bruder. I guess I'll close it out because we're running out of time here because I've done a, several of these reviews for neonatal division chiefs. And they've been, they've been really unique experiences for me. I've done other reviews of divisions, but, but working with the search executives, both during and then after uh, the search, part of the continuity and being able to inform that and figure out what's really important with the searches themselves has given me a, a really different perspective. And I've learned to ask for different information and think about the culture and think about the, the positions in a different way because of how I've worked with the search executives, which were never part of the institutional or division or department reviews that I'd done before. So I would say that that's what I've probably learned most about. I've learned more about searches and I wish I'd known more when I was chairing search committees or, or you know, and looking for, for faculty or other positions. So the second is, you know, I'll reiterate Arnie's uh, comment about 
about the data that you need in order to be able to do a, a really transparent and and valuable search review because um, sometimes I had the feeling that I was given data uh, that was going to inform a certain wish or hope for how things could be or whatever and hidden data for things that were clearly going to be challenges and could be opportunities if you could put it in that light because they were challenges. So so having knowing what data to ask for, what to ask for before and after the review was, was really important in order to really be able to do a good and valuable review. And the last thing I'll say about the reviews is that, you know, of course, in these last three years, which is when I've been involved in this, a lot of it was done remotely especially, you know, during the pandemic or as we were easing into or easing out of the pandemic. And there are some things, and it's true for all the search processes themselves, but for the reviews, I think it was so important to have that, that culture and so forth. That's very difficult. I found that to be very difficult in, in, in addressing that part of the review, the, the culture of the institution and, and meeting and, and just, you know, body language, things like that, that you could learn. And so, but I, what, it, what I learned from it was that the candidates themselves and the search committees and others that they're meeting with have the same issues, you know, in, in trying to read people, read candidates or like a first visit if it's all done virtually and so forth. And same with the with the search committee or the department chair and so forth. So so I think we have things that we all need to learn in, in searches about this new world. Well, it existed before, but anyway, with the virtual and so forth. So we have time for just a couple, like a brief comment. Danielle, you have your hand up and then I'll let Wesley close it out. Yeah, just a comment. I don't think we mentioned the word budget. So I wanted to very specifically say in looking at assessing data and resources, actually assessing the budgetary analysis of the department is critically important, has to be very much specified. The other is a point that has been made, but not only do you want to identify things you haven't identified before, but you may have thought that something was resolved. And it really hasn't been resolved. So having an external eye on that is going to be really important. Thanks, Danielle. All right, Wesley, you've got the last word. Well, Chris, I was just sitting here thinking about a search that you and I were both involved in. And I think in academic medicine, we we make it sequential, right? Find the person and then decide the package. And if you think about as a leader, if you were going to go to your superior to say, we want to start a new program that's going to cost $10 million, what, what would that process look like and how many years would that take to get that taken care of, right? And so the packages of these leaders, especially those that we want who are, are funded or have other, you know, robotics and things of that nature, you really need a lot of time to get ready for that package. And so what it brought to mind was the reviewer can also play a pivotal role with the firm in keeping the candidates engaged while the institutions figure out how they're going to fund a $10 million package for a candidate. And it really can be a key success or failure moment because that candidate's looking at five other jobs. And so if there's another institution that can put that $10 million package on the table day one versus day 90, 
they're going to have a much better strategic opportunity. And so I, I do think, you know, all that you've said ties into that, but I, I just thought that was a, 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 an interesting note to close on. Very interesting. Well, thanks so much to my friends and colleagues on the Child Health Advisory Council and the executives from Career Position. Bye.